Dave, I need help fast. I get phone calls every week for commercial service. I got to turn away. My guys are motivated. I just don't have the time to get them all trained. You know, I can help with that, right? I'll even come to you. Well, you'll come to me? Yeah, I have courses covering everything from sexual to rolling fire doors. I can even help get your tech IBEA certified. We also offer business training one-on-one or in a group setting. That's great, Dave. What's the best way to get in touch to set this up? You can reach us at mountonsitetraining at gmail.com, 410-984-0256 by phone, or website www.mountonsitetraining.com. Well, thanks, Dave. What's up? Happy Monday. Welcome back to Monday Morning Mindset with me, your host, Greg Giaquinto. This is your weekly reminder to take a deep breath. How's everybody doing this fine Monday? I'm ready for another awesome week. Uh, Recap on some recent events over here in Connecticut. Uh, We just hosted a professional door association event at our shop and invited, uh, we ended up with about 20 people there. Um, Furthest came from Southern Maine, people from Rhode Island, Connecticut, um, I think Massachusetts, New Hampshire. So pretty awesome. Uh, and we did commercial training and it was a great event. Lots of good feedback from everybody. I really enjoy doing that type of stuff, putting the whole thing together as far as like the, you know, paperwork part of it and getting everything together and you know, that stuff kind of sucks, but putting the event together, hosting it, having everybody get together, having it be successful. It was a lot of fun. Um, not something you probably would have caught me doing not that long ago but definitely something I enjoy doing now. But there's some other trainings that I want to bring in and do either in-house with us, with ourselves, or either do it through the Professional Door Association. Um, And sales is probably a big one of those. And in my quest to be, you know, one of the top rated garage door companies or any company out there, sales has become very important in my life. And... At up to a certain point, I wanted nothing to do with sales. Thought it was like the sleaziest job you could have. That was just my impression. That was my perspective, right? Always comes back to perspective. And I do still um, despise like the shady used car salesman type, right? But sales is insanely important to our society and how things work and how we get what we have and, you know, that whole thing. Uh, it's also the, the way that I make money now. It's how I earn earn a living. And so there's two main types of customers um, when you own and run a business. And the most important one we'll circle back to, but one of them is external customers. And we need to identify these different customer types because we're focused on customer service and customer experience. Those are the things that we want to provide. We don't want to compete on price. And I'm going to give you a couple examples of some, you know, couple different types of customers and kind of talk a little about how identifying them up front can help us land a sale or maybe stay away from a sale that we don't want, right? So we've got one particular job we went out to recently. This is for, um, it's like a 10 by 10 doctor, I think. They don't own the building. We quoted them a commercial Pandor. It was very affordable as far as garage door goes, especially commercial garage doors. Well, we did our follow-up 
and one of our competitors, we've actually been undercut by this competitor before. He's kind of a truck in a truck, really nice guy, wants to do right by people, very cheap. Undercut us by about a grand on like a $3,000 project. Okay, so that, that's a big chunk. Uh, very, very low margin. He also told the customer he can get the door done in six weeks. Knowing the brand that he sells and knowing where he gets his doors from, he's put in, in um, a residential door. So I don't know the specs specifically between what he quoted and what we quoted, but it's not the same door. Uh, it's not the right door for, for what it's being used for. But this is the customer, okay? The customer said, you know, he put some band-aids on the door to get us by for now, didn't charge us for it, and the price was right on the replacement. We don't own the building and we don't want to put money into it, okay? So that's huge. Now, would we sacrifice our level of service and also use a, a sub-quality, subpar, not right for the scenario door? Probably not. Maybe this wasn't our customer at all in the scenario. Fine. But identifying that customer up front, asking those key questions, right? You know, who's the owner? Who's the decision maker? Those are huge, huge things. What are your goals for this project? Is there a budget for this project? Okay, so we potentially could have saved this job, um, offered an alternative solution that would have fit their budget, maybe came in still more expensive than the other guy, but maybe would have got it close enough to where they would have still gone with us, right? So asking those those questions up front is huge. We've got another one, um, nail salon, broken uh, storage, storage, I say storage, um, rolling steel, right? Security shutter, it's broken. We go out, commercial service charge, a little bit of labor, say, you know what? We think we can repair this. Let us come back tomorrow. Now, mind you, we did same day service, end of day to get their door closed and secured to make their business safe overnight. Okay. Now, we go back, mess around a little bit, can't fix it. Say, you know what? You really need a replacement. So now we're not going to bill them for the labor in between. That's just part of like, you know, our due diligence and our assessment and um, troubleshooting to lead us down to, to sell the door, sell the new operator. They say, you know what, that's too expensive, and why did you also send us the bill for the original visit? Go through this whole song and dance, right? So it's been months, months, right? We get communication back, oh, don't send the bill to this person, send it to this person. Kick down the line. So finally, they end up calling us again. Guess whose facility got broken into? Karma, right? So the door got stuck open, they had been using it manually, now it's jammed up in the, in the hood, they can't get it closed. Can you guys come out today to secure our building for us? Sure can. Can you also resend us that quote for the new motor? Sure can. Here's the new quote. We need 50%. Get your 50%. Okay. By the way, before we come out later today, we're going to need you to pay that initial invoice. Oh, we still have to pay that? Well, yes, of course you do. They pay the initial invoice. Oh, yeah. By the way, also, if we're going to come out today, we're going to need um, our service charge up front. Any labor materials will be additional. Okay. So we've now identified, we've already identified this client as wanting discounts not wanting to pay for work. And so now we have to, we'll do continue to do business with them, but we've got to put them in the right category, right? So this is a customer looking for cheap, looking for discounts. So we know this going in. And if they're going to be a repeat customer, which now it seems like they might be, you, we got to plan for that. 
pad it a little bit and then give them a discount. That's that's a sales game. Is it shady? I don't think it's shady. Is it, you know, what's shady is them avoiding paying their bill, not wanting to pay us, and then still asking for a discount and then still not wanting to pay us, right? So you've got to identify that customer, who they are, how you need to handle them, right? So we've got the one customer that's not the owner, doesn't want to put any money into it. We've got this other customer who wants discounts, right? So all of these things we can identify up front. Um, you know, have you gotten other prices? Um, are you shopping around? You know, all these questions, are you the owner? Are you the decision maker? Right? What's the goal for this project? These are all questions we can ask up front to identify how to handle and move forward with this customer. And as you can see, we have two examples so far that kind of panned out the way they did because we didn't truly properly identify them up front. Right? Um, you know, then you also have your need based customer. This is like that, this is your service customer. I like these customers a lot they are usually the happiest and the way we book little kind of secret for the way we we do things we have two full-time trucks on the road going into each day into each week i only book enough work for one truck you don't know if you're going to have a breakdown you don't know if someone's going to call in sick you don't know if someone's going to you know get hurt hopefully it doesn't happen right you don't know um What's your, your service-based industry? How many people are going to call you that need you today, right? Or they need you by the end of the week, but you say, you know what, Mrs. Johnson, we can actually get out there today and get your door back up and running. Oh my goodness, you are, you, thank you so much. They're appreciative. That's a, a need-based customer. So those are, those are great customers for us. Um, they give us the best reviews. They're generally the happiest. They're generally okay with paying the prices that we ask for because we are solving a problem. We're satisfying a need. Garage door's broken. I need it fixed right now. Okay. We can get out there today. We're going to send a technician, tools, truck, parts, problem solved. Boom. Done. But you have to leave time for it. You gotta leave time for that need-based customer, that urgent call, that customer that needs you to come out right now. Um, and then once we get a third truck on the road, we're only gonna be booking out two trucks. We're still gonna have one backup truck. Now you have to budget and account for that. You've gotta be able to maintain three trucks. You've gotta be able to pay staff for three trucks and only have to run two in order to make that happen. Right, so that's something to think about. Um, so those are all really great questions. So for identifying your customer, right? Run through them again. Uh, you know, identify who the decision maker is. Who's the decision maker? Do you own the property? Is this a, is, you know, if it's a rental, we may not even be speaking to the right person. If you have a renter call you to come out, they may not even have permission to perform work on this building without approval. They might be on the hook for it financially. They may not be. Those are all incredibly important things to know up front, right? Um, what are your goals for the project? Do you have a budget for this project? If someone's coming out and it's like a repair versus replace, um, you know, okay, so what's your goal for this? You're, we're here to decide whether you want to repair or replace this door. Are you happy with the way these doors look? Ah, well, you know, my wife's been complaining about them for years. I think we're probably just going to replace them. Okay, 
just two different conversations. Maybe I'm gonna spend a little less time doing, uh, you know, checking through all the, the rollers and hinges and springs and everything. And then if it comes back to like, yeah, maybe that's too expensive, maybe we'll do service, we can go back that way. That's fine, that's fine. But the questions you ask and the steps that you take are gonna lead you down this path. Um, I mentioned two like primary, like two main types of customers, internal is your other one. So you have external customers are the people who call us for work. Your internal customers are your more, most important customers. They're the people that work with you. They're the people that come in and punch the clock in the morning and go to work and get the work done, get the job done. That is the most important customer. If those customers are happy, the external customers are happy. I feel privileged and I'm very proud of the fact that we have customers say, oh yeah, uh, Jim was here last time, can you send him again? Or hey, Jose did a really great job, can you let him know we said thank you? There's no better compliment than that. There is no better compliment than having our team complimented. Because when you go back to like your core values, all these other things, your hiring decisions, how you train, how you uphold your values and what your what your vision is and how you are perceived to the outside world. There's no better compliment than having team members complimented, especially by name. Um, and I personally do a lot to try to keep our team happy, try to make sure they have the tools they need, um, try to make sure they're paid well. Some of these guys undercutting us at these other jobs make it harder to do that, but we're working on it. We're working on our sales game. We're working on local networking and elevating the industry as a whole. But covered a lot today, a little different today. Um, I probably will dive deeper into this in the future because we only really just scratch the surface of identifying your customers and how to handle them. This is stuff that I'm learning every day. This is stuff that, um, this is my point in the learning process here. So I feel obligated to share with you what I've learned to this point. If you know more than me, great, hit me up. Tell me where I'm going wrong, tell me where I could be better. If you have a different perspective than me, same, let me know. Um, either way, if this has helped you see a little different perspective or learn something or help improve the way you operate your business or your life, fantastic but either way hope you have a great rest of the day hope you have a fantastic week don't forget to take a deep breath and i will see you next time